Welcome to the CityGate Church podcast. Today's message was recorded at our live Sunday services, and we hope that it encourages you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. Now, after Jesus was born, wise men came from the east. They said, where is he who's born king of the Jews? And we've seen his star in the east and we've come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. And all Jerusalem with him. Wow, that word spread, didn't it? Isn't that amazing? Everybody in Jerusalem was like, oh my word. Power of rumours. When he had got together all the chief priests, the scribes, the Of the people together, he inquired of them whether the Christ was going to be born. So they said to him, he's going to be born in help me, Bethlehem. Thank you very much. Verse 7. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared, and he sent them over to to go and find the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse nine, when they heard the king, they departed and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with his, his mum, fell down, worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures... I'll say that again. When they had opened their treasures, when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then they had this dream, said, don't go back to Herod, but go straight home. Today, I want to speak about he's worthy of it all. He's worthy of it all. This is the second part of a three-part little series we're doing here around Christmas about encounters that people had with Jesus. Last week was all about it is supernatural and that was the conception of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit came upon Mary, be it done to me according to your word, she conceived. Everything about that was supernatural. Angels and the word from God and the anointing and let it be and the conception, divine Work of the Holy Spirit. This week's is very different. No angel spoke to these wise men. They were, they were probably wise men or even the priests of another religion. And in their belief, when a king was to be born, a new star would appear. And they saw this star and they thought, wow, there's a new king. And, and then they studied and they found out where they had to go. And so they went on a journey. It was all very academic. It was all very, wow, this is happening. This is what we do. And it was life-changing for them. This new king, they went to the existing king, probably not the wisest move, and said, your replacement's just been born. No, 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 it says they're wise men. Doesn't sound very wise to me. But 
anyway. So off they go and they find where the Lord Jesus Christ had been born. And they bowed down and worshipped him. They worshipped him. The faith they were part of, they already had a creator God. They already had one in their religion. But here they are, they've, they've been so impacted that they come in and they worship a child. Something very special about the child. The son of the living God. The king of kings and the Lord of lords. And as they came, they bowed down. It says they opened their treasures. I want to ask you today to open your treasures to Jesus. Open your treasure to Jesus. Worship him and bow down to him and him alone. They gave gold and frankincense and myrrh. There's so much we could say about this. First thing I want to say is this, give your best. Give your best. Jesus is worthy of it all. Give your best. First thing they gave there was gold. What does gold speak of? Oh, so many things in the Bible. It speaks of absolute, wonderful, uh, heartfelt, outpoured gift of the best that I have. The Bible says we are to be, um, to be refined like silver and like gold. See, gold is uncorruptible. It doesn't go off. It doesn't go dull. It doesn't get oxidization happening to it and, and all of that. It's absolutely beautiful. You find a piece of gold that hasn't been found for years, you can still see it's gold. It's still what it was when it was produced, found. These wise men obviously had wealth. They obviously had wealth to give what they gave. Frankincense and myrrh as well. These things are priceless, very, very, well not priceless, very costly in their day. In fact, those, the frankincense and the myrrh were probably worth more than the gold. But just in this, the gold speaks of incredible wealth. It speaks of expense. Can I say give God something that costs you something? Don't give God your leftovers. Give God what costs you something. We could go to David in the Bible. It says, I refuse to sacrifice to God that which costs me nothing. We may live in an age of convenience, but we don't worship God from convenience. We give God our best. Can I hear an amen this morning? So I just want to ask you a question very quickly. Where are you giving your gold? Where do you give your best? Do you give your best in your business? And God gets the leftovers? Do you give your best to your family? And God gets the leftovers? Do you give your best to yourself? And God gets the leftovers. It's very easy for God to be last in the pile where God should be first in the pile. Can I hear an amen, amen. this morning? Our gold belongs with Jesus. 
I know this is Christmas time, but our tithe belongs to the King of Kings. It doesn't belong to the gas bill or to the mortgage or to the hobby or to the restaurant or to the, or to the coffees or to the golf course. Our first and our best belongs to Jesus Christ. The first of our time belongs to God. doesn't mean to say it's the first minutes in the day, but it does mean the first priority. We live in a day where convenience is absolutely the, the way of the world. Do what feels good to you. Do what you want. I saw something the other day, very sad, and this guy was, was just being interviewed. He said, I'll do what I want. And I just thought, how tragic is that? To just live, I do what I want, I do what I want. No, we do what God wants. That's not just a cliche, that is absolutely at the heart of our Christianity. And we give Him our best. Put your best into the kingdom of God. Give your best to Jesus Christ. The best of your focus, the best of your attention, the best of your finances, the best of your prayers, the best of your faith the best of your love, the best of your joy. Put it all into God because He deserves our best. Amen? Amen. Second point today, give your worship. Give your worship. Frankincense speaks of offering up prayers and worship to God. Well, there's so much that I could say about that this morning. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes me. Prayer causes me to prioritize my life rightly. Prayer moves mountains. Prayer brings breakthroughs. Prayer resists the enemy. Prayer brings wisdom and understanding. Prayer releases faith. Prayer will release the anointing and the presence of Almighty God. Prayer will cause salvation in the lives of other people. Prayer builds atmospheres where God moves. They gave frankincense to God. They lifted their prayers up to the King of Kings. The Bible talks about the fact that the incense is the prayers of the saints. Give your prayers to God. Give your prayers to God. Nobody else can answer your prayers for you. No one's going to answer your prayers. Your good friends are not going to answer your prayers. They may be involved in the answer to prayer, but they are not the prayer answerers. Hello? God is the one who answers our prayers. We don't pray to the government. We don't pray to the bank. We don't pray to the doctor. We don't pray, pray to, to anybody else. We pray to the God who answers prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. And we pray in faith and we pray in humility. Your will be done, your kingdom come. Let your prayers ascend to the throne. Give God your best. Give God your Worship today. Worship is from the heart. Worship is more than a song. <laughs> worship. It's easy to just say yes to this, but listen to this. Worship demands sacrifice. Demands sacrifice. Worship is our lifestyle. Worship is an expression of abandonment to God. Worship is the pouring out of our love. Worship is how we approach God's throne. Worship is our total trust and dependence upon Almighty God. 
Worship God in spirit and in truth. Make the decision today, I'm giving God my best and I'm giving God my worship and nobody else. So many things cry out for our worship. Now we may not physically bow down, but it's so easy to have idols in our lives. It's so easy to have things that we put in the place of Almighty God. We place ourselves under the influence or the direction of things which are in opposition to sometimes or instead of the Lord Jesus Christ. If there is anything that causes God and His Word to come second place, it's time to sacrifice that idol. It's a bit of a strong thing to say. But I believe the victorious church in the 21st century is a church that is firmly rooted and grounded and built on the chief cornerstone with its eyes fixed on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father where our attention is on Jesus alone. And He is, He is the object of our worship just because He is who He is. Amen. Lastly today, give your life. Life, myrrh, they gave gold, they gave incense and they gave myrrh. Again, there's so much we could say about myrrh. And I was going to call this, this third one, give towards the anointing. Give towards the anointing. See, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is everything to us. To be anointed by the Holy Spirit. To be in His presence to be saturated by His glory. The anointing of the Holy Spirit, not just for us, but upon us for the world we live in. To be anointed, to remove burdens and destroy yokes off of other people's lives. To not be impotent in the things of God, but when we pray, yokes are destroyed. When we walk down the road, just our shadow brings deliverance to us. It's the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It's not a trick or a learned way. It's being sensitive to our God. It's keeping in step with Him. It's hearing that still small voice. It's being filled to overflowing with the person, the presence, the power of the Holy Spirit. The anointing of the Holy Spirit. What has myrrh got to do with the anointing? It was one of the main ingredients of the anointing oil that the priests had to make. Myrrh. Without myrrh, there was no anointing. The oil had to be put on the right ear, the right thumb and the right toe, big toe of the priests. Let's make sure our hearing, our attention, our focus is under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. 
that we are sensitive to His voice. That our ears are open to whatever He wants. Let's make sure what we put our hand to it is anointed, carries the anointing. We put our hand to so many things. Wouldn't it make life easy if it was all anointed? <laughs> to be anointed in the body of Christ, in what we do here. To be anointed in our workplace, to be anointed in our family. Whatever we put our hand to. See, it's easy to declare and we must be declaring whatever we put our hand to will prosper. But you know how we prosper? Because we're anointed. Because of the presence of God. Don't let your hands be dry. Let them be smothered in oil. We're going to be anointing everybody in our first fruits offering in in February, as we always do the first Sunday in February, receiving our first fruits offering, we're gonna be prophesying and laying hands and anointing with oil everybody in the church as, as a point of contact, as a, as a sign of our abandonment to God and His, His Spirit poured out upon our lives. But can I say, let's go to God and let's, let's give our lives towards that anointing. See, they were part of the ingredients. Can I put it like that? The myrrh was part of the ingredients. Now, we don't have physical oil today. We go to the throne of grace. The ingredients of the anointing, the person of the Holy Spirit. But hey, let's become part of that anointing. As the body of Christ, as we are anointed, we're part of the anointing. We're not just the object of the anointing. We're part of it. God anoints your life. For His glory. For His use. To be a light in the darkness, a lamp on a lampstand, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Let the oil be upon your walk. That everywhere you put your foot, God gives you. Hallelujah. The anointing empowers, the anointing heals, the anointing ordains us, the anointing removes burdens, destroys yokes. Don't take away from the anointing. The Bible says a lot about grieving, quenching, resisting. Come on, let's not be those who take away from the anointing. Let's be those who give in towards the anointing. How do we give in? Humility. God, here I am. Here I am. Here I am, I come as I am. I don't come with my skill and my talent and my education. And my, God, I just come. I just come in faith. And I believe and I receive your anointing upon my life to go out and be Christ in the world. To be Christ in this world, to be Christ. Christ means the anointed one. He's the head of the anointed be the body of the anointed body. Did you know you're part of the Christ today? If you've received Jesus as Lord, you are part of the Christ, the one with the anointing. Let's not take away from that. Let's give towards that. Let 2023 be a year of giving Jesus what He is due. Our best, our worship, 
and our life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can we pray? Lord, those wise men, they, Lord, they dealt with all the distractions. They dealt with the discomfort. They left whatever they needed to leave to go on the long journey because they saw a star arise. They read scriptures and books and things and they decided that's what it was all about. And when they came and saw you, Jesus, they bowed down and worshipped you. And Lord, today we bow down and worship you and we declare that we do give you our best. We give you our worship. We give you our lives for the anointing. And we thank you, God, that as we walk forwards from today, we walk forwards in abundance. We walk forwards with your presence and with your anointing. In Jesus' name. Amen.